Hebrews 7 is where we are today. In Hebrews, uh, we're doing a chapter each, each week, because we highly determined <coughs> probably figure out which chapters for next week. <coughs> Excuse me, Hebrews 7. We come across Melchizedek. Now, we talked about him two weeks ago because he shows up in chapter 5. And you might think, well, we already learned in Melchizedek lesson. The idea being established by the writer of Hebrews is that Jesus is above all other names, all other people. Shouldn't we be able to move on from that? And the answer is no, no. Being told something, even firmly with logic, once rarely changes people's behavior. How hard is it to move a fact from here? This is one of the greatest distances in the universe. It's from the head to the heart, to where we, what we know we choose to believe and wrap our lives around that. And in fact, that's just, it's just very difficult, especially if for at least the 1,500, more likely 3,500 years before the book of Hebrews, all this time, there's another story. And they had another universe out there, another Marvel Comics DC universe. It was, it, was, it was populated with truly superheroes to them. They would talk about, we are the sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham always got the first name, the first private place. And, and the reason was, he was their father. He was the one who, this is a very important phrase, formed them all. I'll explain that phrase later. Abraham was the father who formed them all. He took the right place. And in that society, and in most societies up to the present time, we need to remember this, what we experience here is not common in much of the world. In most societies to this very day, you are born into a family and that determines what job you have. That determines your place in society. And there's nothing you can do to move on. The, the harshest examples of this would be the old caste system of India, which has been outlawed since the time of Gandhi, but still is enforced by social constraints. Where if you are one of the Dalits, you're one of the unclean, you will never be able to be anything but. If you are a Brahmin, you are in a high position no matter what, and many walls do apply to you because you're the better caste. And it goes all the way through. And again, it's not legal, but it's usual. In most societies, to this day, the biggest question you are asked is who is your father? Because that determines how I'm gonna treat you, where you are, above, below me, it determines all of the social conventions. Who is your father? That is not unusual to this day, even in our society. We have a, a real burst of interest in DNA. And I, I'm quite happy for you, for everybody to get it. I really am. Uh, first of all, some of you really need to be in the criminal database. And so we have that available. Um, to, you know, unless you want to keep your options open, go ahead and be tested. It's fine. But I'm also happy to have it done because all my life, when you come to America, and people would say, oh, you're Scottish, we're Scottish too, but we're also 
German, Irish, this, that, the other, and they always sneak in there, see, until the light. Everybody we meet is related to a Cherokee princess. There's a lot of Nothing in light. I've read the history of Cherokee. They don't have princesses. I'm not sure how this works. There must have been one really, really beautiful woman who had a lot of babies, and she's related to everybody. But we all wanted to be super, you know, and then you get the DNA and you go, oh, um, 92% nothing. You know, uh, it, it, you were far scattered about the world, and you're wondering, oh, we want to know where we come from. To me, it's a very touching commercial. There's an African American lady who had her DNA done, and she found that most of it came from Nigeria, and she breaks into tears because she finally knows where she's from. And you see her in the last bit of the commercial, dressed in Nigerian dress and a hat. And you might think, why is that so important? Well, for the African Americans, they were taken away from their family lines. They lost their history due to no fault of their own. This is a big connection. Who is your father? In Britain to this very day, you are not a gentleman unless you have a certain bloodline. You're not a gentleman just because you're nice, rich, powerful, uh, huge in charity and kindness. In fact, there's, there's one, I won't say his name, but there's one man who's been turned down for honors from the Queen for 20 years. But there's no man who's done more for charity in, in Britain than him. Reason? One bloodline. The gentleman bloodline does this way. It doesn't take him. We live in a country which prides itself on that. We say, in America, you can be anything you want to be. Stop that. I can't plead for the NDA. Now, some, I, I heard a counter article when I said that once. They said, Patrick, if you was a boy, have been trained all your life. <laughs> no. In fact, most people who have trained for all their life for the NBA can't play the NBA, right? <clears throat> they try out, they work all the way through school. Oh, God, you can't be anything you want to be. So we, we try to be the best we can be. But even in this country, status shows up. In the most surprising places, the star shoot my hand. I saw an actor at the table next to us at the restaurant. Oh, this this politician shook my hand and looked me straight in the eye. And this is the one that really gets me, people. There are a lot of people that stay up to the middle of the night to see which part of the British royal family is going to have a baby. Didn't you shoot us over our front stuff? If I remember correctly, we had a bit of an argument about this. And, and by the way, I'm on, the, I'm on your side on that argument. I, I don't really have much use for them. And then all the people will run up to me and go, Do you think Harry will be a better king? I want you to look at my care meter. <laughs> that needle isn't moving. And yet, people, they look at me like I'm being disloyal to humanity. We could go on. But just suffice it to say, rank, status, Social structure, 
are still a huge part of our world. Paul would pull rank on soldiers. They'd start beating him. And after he, he, he let it go for a while. And then he'd turn to them and say, I'm a Roman citizen. He'd rank. He'd go further. I'm a citizen born Roman. You see, there are two ranks. Born Roman, and you bought your citizenship. He pulled rank. No soldier there would likely be born Roman. He pulls rank. People immediately dismiss Jesus. Why? Isn't that the carpenter's son? And in John, in particular, they would say, we know who our father is. Who's your father? Now do you see why Hebrews have to be ready? Because Jesus, although they loved Jesus and called him the Son of God, this movement had not taken place. It had not changed their life. That woman, his mother, her story was not believable. She had no rank. And how many times in Scripture, as soon as the apostles start talking, people say they heard them and knew they were ignorant and unworthy men. Why? Their accent was from the wrong status. Their accent came from Nazareth. It came from the boondocks. It didn't come from the educated elite. Jeff Foxworthy has made a whole career out of talking about accent. And say it, if you have a brain surgeon that walks in and goes, well, 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 you'd be a little frightened. I can't go further than that, I'm sorry. I'll have a better school. So, that's why Melchizedek has got to come back into play. Uh, let's take a look at the first three verses. This Melchizedek was king of Salem, of peace, and priest of God most high. He met Abraham, returning from the defeat of the kings, and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, the name Melchizedek means king of righteousness. Then also, king of Salem means king of peace. Without father or mother or genealogy, Without beginning of these or in the wife, in other words, we don't know who your father is, we don't know what class you are, we don't know where you come from. Resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. What's going on? This unknown man shows up. All, all of the priests were from the tribe of Levi. That's the rules. Read the first five books of the Bible. There's no wiggle room in this. There's no exception. And then here comes Melchizedek, who they've always accepted as a man of God because Abraham accepted him. This becomes really important. If the patriarch accepts him, the one above us all who formed us all, we have to accept him. So there's Melchizedek. Remember that Abraham encountered him after he defeated the five kings. We want really kings to our lives. They would be tribal chieftains, clan leaders, something like such as this. But they call themselves kings. And who does he need on the way back? A king. Not just a king, but a double king. King of righteousness, king of peace. So he's, he's twice as much king as the other guys. Then something happens. Abraham stops 
honors this priest as a priest of the Most High God and gives him a tenth of everything he owns. Every Jew knew that story. Every Jew believed that story. And now they read Melchizedek. Now we're going to read verses 4 through 10. <clears throat> but I'll tell you right now, it's going to be hard to follow the logic unless you're a Jew who knows the Talmud. You know, it, it's going to be hard, but let's go for it, right? Verses 4 through 10. Just think how great he was. Even the patriarch Abraham gave him a tenth of the plunder. Now the law requires the descendants of Levi who become priests to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their fellow Israelites, even though they also are descended from Abraham. We'll get to that. This man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi. Yet he collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Without doubt, the lesser is blessed by the greater. In the one case, the tenth is collected by people who die, but in the other case, by him who is declared to be living. One might even say that Levi, who collects the tenth, paid the tenth through Abraham. Verse 9, really weird, but important. I'll do it again. One might even say that Levi, who collects the tenth, paid the tenth through Abraham, because when Melchizedek met Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. What does this mean? Abraham was the father who formed them all. They believed, and their entire law structure was set upon this, that Abraham had in his body every single one of his descendants, like those Russian nesting dolls. So when Abraham honored Melchizedek, Levi did. Even though Levi wouldn't show up hundreds and hundreds of years, Levi did. All of the ancestors of Abraham have to honor Melchizedek, including the priest. Back then, remember, the priest was saying, we're of the status Jesus doesn't elevate to that. So the writer of Hebrews is saying there's a higher status of priest. It doesn't come through Levi. He's establishing the greatness of Melchizedek and saying every single one of the Levites are have already offered a tenth. They've already offered tithes to somebody without name, without country, without genealogy, outside Levi. Jesus spoke about this twice. Matthew 22 and John 8. Let's put those up. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, what do you think about the Messiah? Now, he wasn't saying, what do you think about me? They didn't think there was a Messiah. He's asking them a theological question. While the, the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, what do you think about the Messiah? Look at the first question. Whose son is he? Status. Son of David, they replied. He said to them, how is it then that David Speaking by the Spirit calls him Lord. You see, you were never greater than your father. Never greater than the father. And yet he's saying the father David, through his line, Messiah comes, and yet he calls him Lord. God is the enormous exception. Christ is the startling, enormous exception. He does not follow 
our rules. And never will. Any church that tries to put him in a box is going to find out he doesn't do boxes. Where he says, the Lord, David said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? Your father Abraham, we're in John now. <clears throat> you don't want to slice some nice scripture and I'll let you know what we're talking Your father Abraham rejoiced of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. The Pharisees just blew up this. You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him. You see Abraham, look very carefully at this verse. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered. Before Abraham was born, in the original, it just says, before Abraham was, I am. Did you catch the tense switch there? Who else calls himself, I am? Almighty God does. Do you think the Jewish people got this? Yeah, they picked up rocks to kill him. They got it. He's saying, I'm an exception. I'm from the line of David, but I'm greater than David because, like Melchizedek, I'm an exception. Another one has come. Another Melchizedek. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 through 16. If perfection could have been attained through the Levitical priesthood, we are not saying the old law was bad. It wasn't. It's given by God. We're not saying Jews are bad. There are brothers and sisters in every conceivable way. What we're saying is, the argument is, we all had a maximum. None of us keep the law perfectly. Didn't we sing that in our songs today? Saying that when we fail, his grace is greater. And don't we believe that? I can't get through a day without sinning. And it's, it's you know, I'm not murdering, but you know, that's kind of a low bar there. There are other bars out there. I, I don't think I need to even go list my sins because they're common with all of us. The law didn't make us perfect. Indeed, the law given to the people established that priesthood. This law that couldn't make us perfect set up the priesthood. Why was there still a need for another priest to come, one in the order of Melchizedek? Why did God bring something like that in? Not in the order of Aaron. Everyone was ahead of the Levites. For when the priesthood is changed, the law must also be changed. Hmm. He of whom these things are said belonged to a different tribe, and no one from that tribe has ever served at the altar. For it is clear that our Lord descended from Judah, in regard to that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. And what we have said is even more clear if another priest like Melchizedek appears. One who has become a priest, not on the basis of orientation as to his ancestry, but on the basis of the power of an indestructible life. <laughs> he brought with him his qualification. We are we love our priest, and through him, we become indestructible. That's, that's why we love superhero movies. All of them are exceptions, aren't they? Superman comes from another planet, and then he arises from among us, an exception in every way. Same with Wonder Woman, same with any of them. 
I don't go to these movies because I'm science, but, um, and again, you know, I just, the physics is wrong. That's just wrong. Uh, and I, I learned how to work because when I was a wee boy, there was a black and white TV serial called Superman. Do you remember that? This guy, I can't remember, Reed Reeves or something? They're playing. And every single time, he would, there would be a gun involved. And, you know, no guns involved. It's very exciting. And he'd stand like this. He, he wouldn't charge, he wouldn't move, just freeze. They'd go off. And then the bad guy would run out of bullets, and he'd throw a pistol at him, and he'd duck. <laughs> I'm saying every time, I'm like, wait! The velocity of throwing the revolver is nothing, and, and like, the parents would turn the TV off. Um, it's, I'm the kid watching Westerns counting bullets, all right? And, and it's not, no, that was something. Yeah, and I would be asked to go to another place in the ring. We're to another place all planet, which is pretty hot. The, the thing is, the writer of Hebrews wants them to understand you're some, there's been an invader from off-site, an exception, who's changed everything, and you bought that story with Melchizedek. Don't you think God has another surprise? His sleep to deliver to us. So he quotes a song we know very well, Psalm 110. The Jews had long believed that another like Melchizedek was coming. He said, He even had a song about it. It is declared, You are a priest, and this was a part of the song. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The former regulation was set aside because it was weak and useless. Again, it wasn't bad. It, we just couldn't get better with that. For the law made nothing perfect, and a better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. And it was not without an oath. In other words, God, God solemnized this. You, you have to swear into the priesthood. Others became priests without the oath. He became a priest with an oath when God said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantor of a better covenant. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle, arrayed in holy splendor. Your government will come to you like dew from the morning's wind. The Lord has sworn, will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Ah, the Lord is at your right hand. He will crush kings in the day of his wrath. He will judge the nations, heaping up the dead and crushing the rulers of the whole earth. He will drink from a brook along the way, and so he will lift his head high. That last thing is a Jewish Semitic thing. Just means along the journey, he doesn't get more tired. He refreshes and keeps moving. We, we have a choice to make. The law doesn't make us good. As of July 1st, Tennessee is a hands free state. You cannot play with your phone, check your phone, be around the phone, have the definition of what a phone is. I'm a, I'm a, 
monster chaotic, but they're pretty sad. I've watched a lot of people use them as holy. Haven't you? A couple times I've thought, hey, take a picture of them with fuck. <laughs> the, um, sometimes I'll see them have a little phone and it makes me so upset I nearly drop my, my big gulp of sandwich. The point I'm trying to make is just because they made it a law doesn't fix things, does it? They have to move it to the end. They have to care. They have to believe and care. We need help. And we got the help we needed just at the right time, the scripture says, Jesus came. He came. As I've told you before, please understand, you may not get the God you want. You may not get the God you expect. But we will and we do get the God who is and the God we need. That's the universe we're going into. We have to accept the fact, find a way to move it from head to heart. Um, all priests died. All, they all do. But not this one. Take a look. Now, there have been many whose priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able. You can circle that number line there if you want. Uh, into your Bible study. Uh, to, to save completely those who come to God through him. I like the word save completely. I was at a preacher meeting one time because I hadn't found a way to get out. We just visited this area, doing some speaking, and I goes, hey, we're going to go have lunch with some guys. He didn't tell me there was a preacher's meeting first. You know, nobody ever goes, you know what would be fun? Hanging around a bunch of ministers. That would be a good half that would be. And maybe there's a saddle after. So anyway, we're all sitting around, and one of them was a really old guy, probably the age of me now, but really old guy, spent his entire life preaching, and he was retiring. And the other guys were being really good, showing honor to him and thanking him for all the hard work he had done. And one man said something rather silly. He said, if any of us are going to be saved, it's going to be you. Okay. That's really bad theology, but I'll let that one slide, because I'm just a visitor. And then the guy said, no, trying to be humble, he said, no, if, if, if I am saved, it will be by the skin of my teeth. And now we've got them silly blasphemy. I'm not saved by the skin of my teeth. I'm saved by the love of God through Jesus Christ. I'm saved by faith in the one who took our sins away because God loves us. I'm saved by grace. I, I'm not saved by perfection. If I could be perfect, I wouldn't need Jesus. I need every single day. That old song, I need thee every hour, always thought was not particular enough. I'm more at the, at the five second level. But I'm saved. You're saved. How saved? Completely saved. Those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. This is what he does. Such a high priest truly meets our need. One who's holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. That verse does not apply to any ministry you've ever met, especially this one. But it does to our Christ. 
Unlike the other high priest, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints his high priest men in all their weakness, but the oath which came after the law appointed the Son, who has been made perfect forever. This one can concentrate on him, because he has no sins. Buddha had to always atone for his sins. Confucius told us that to be wise, we have to always be aware of our sins. The Hindu faith monstrously complex, but it still deals with the fact of good and evil, and we have to deal with what we've done. Oh, then we go to Islam. And in Islam, uh, they will talk to the Muslim, and they'll talk to you about the prayers. And one of the prayers you have to pray every single day is that the sins of Muhammad be forgiven. That is why every time they say his name, if you ever notice, don't tell me, but they say, peace be upon him. That's another way of saying, may his sins be forgiven. May all of these. That whole thing. We don't have to do that. We don't have to say, we pray for Jesus, do we also hope the sins are forgiven? No. We have an exception. We have an enormous exception. Uh, what are you Please. Yeah, the eighteen today. We've stepped down here. There's some people in the balcony complain that they can't see me if I hit the, the, the floor, and others complain that they can see me. So I'm almost uncompromising I'm here. If you hear just a disembodied voice, just assume angels have us above the Sometime around the writing of the book of Hebrews, and that has not been nailed down exactly, but sometime during that time, Jerusalem would fall. Rome took it. When they did, they, they were tired of the constant fighting with the Jews. And so they lost the Jewish wars that would eventually wrap up at Masada, that would eventually destroy much of Judaism. It would create the diaspora, the spreading of the Jewish people. One of the things that happened, which people don't often talk about, the records were destroyed. There's not a Jew alive on the planet today that can tell you what tribe they're from. That's gone, which means no priest. But Jews, like Gentiles, have a priest. Jesus, the high priest. We don't need to trace the records of what he did. We know we have a high priest. Would you stand, please? Not a good that she is not a charge, but a statement on what you do remember. We have a priest. Jews and Gentiles have a priest. And even better, a high priest. We have a priest who truly meets our needs. Not our wants, but our needs. Who lives forever, who can and who does concentrate on us. He calls us to live better lives, to move what we move into our hearts. Lives of love, service, kindness, and grace. For that is the kind of life that behooves the fire of the Christ, the Messiah, the quote, Son who has been made perfect. Forever. And then, church, 